Welcome to the Net Hero podcast with me, Sumit Bo. So today was our first day at COP, even though it was day two of the big meeting. And it took us an hour and a half for Dimmy, Rob and myself to queue through. Oh my God, like a snaking queue, the worst queue you could ever have at any kind of airport terminal, but, but outside. So God knows what it's going to be like if it rains. But um, we got through it. We got our passes and then we went to and what gets you when you go inside is the vast scale so we were in what's called the blue zone and the blue zone is where all the world leaders are where all the delegates are talking they've got sort of big huge kind of uh, exhibition stands uh, from various countries where they're talking about what they're doing and it was a really interesting uh, glimpse we didn't really go into the main sessions we actually went around to to see and feel what was happening at the conference and the thing that gets you is oh my God, there's everyone from around the world. And the second thing that you is just the scale of what's going on. So the organisation, yes, but what people are talking about, people from tribes, people who are multimillionaires, people who are from uh, countries that are just absolutely getting battered by climate change. And what we're going to do in this podcast is just take you through some of the people I met during today, uh, a little journey around uh, COP and, and what we saw and who we spoke to. You'll hear from voices from Kazakhstan, uh, from Benin, and also uh, Jenny Durkin, who's the mayor of Seattle, who has had a lot to say on climate change. So have a listen to this. So I'm walking through one of the main zones here, and it's just absolutely rammed. I mean, the whole place is crazy. There's a sort of gauntlet of reporters waiting for ministers and prime ministers to come out. Uh, We've just seen Justin Trudeau went through. I think someone saw John Kerry. Uh, and they're all kind of gathered around. But what gets you is the scale of the place. It's just absolutely enormous. Uh, Lots of wandering around, lots of people chatting, but I don't know what's really happening in terms of uh, action being done. I suppose that's all taking place upstairs where mere mortals like me are not allowed to go. But we're going to walk around and talk to some more people and see what they're doing, how they've come here, what their hopes are for their nations, because that's the one great thing, it is a very international kind of place. What's your name? My name is Laura. Bora. Laura. Hello, Bora. And you're from Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. So tell me what you're doing here. We're here to participate at Central Asian Pavilion, and I work in the IR department of the Kazakhstan Sovereign Welfare Fund. And in terms of kind of what Kazakhstan's also known for oil and gas, particularly, you know, fossil fuels. Is there a change in the country? Yes, uh, last year I noticed uh, that we have a lot of changes. And, uh, for example, our president, he made a statement that uh, to 2016, Kazakhstan have to be uh, carbon neutral. And for our companies, one of the main goals, even our new strategy, uh, are considered as sustainable strategy. So we are all in trying to be more sustainable for us it's uh, not just words we're trying to make real changes for us it's very important to be carbon neutral to 2060 so even our most of our projects have uh, had this special part about uh, sustainability carbon neutrality carbon capture and a lot of other things is uh, and investments uh, they changed do you think it's going to achieve anything, this COP? This COP? Yes, uh, actually, I'm really interested uh, to read this uh, COP declaration. Are you, all... are you positive uh, about this event? Yes, I like it. I heard a lot of new things 
uh, in pavilions. There are a lot of new technologies and uh, this event is a huge opportunity for uh, knowledge sharing, sharing knowledge uh, and new technologies between different countries, different companies. And for me, it's a very big opportunity. Okay, now I'm in the media center and there are rows and rows of people from various countries. I can see Japan, I can see Zimbabwe, I can see people from various parts of the world have been just reporting. It's an enormous room, it's huge actually. Um, there are rows and rows of desks where you can start to work. Uh, people from all around the world cutting stories, uh, videos, putting stuff together, which is quite interesting. So uh, see if I can... Uh, grab a chat with a, a couple of guys who seem to be busy doing some stuff. At which uh, country are you from? Benin. Benin? And you're from Benin TV or something? Yes. How's it been for you? You got some good footage and have you done some good interviews at all? Uh, every, t every day we send uh, two reports uh, to, to our television. And, and to come here, what do you think of it so far? Have you seen any of the presidents, the prime ministers, Boris Johnson, Greta, <laughs> any yes, of this? Yes, they see Boris Johnson, uh, Greta Thunberg, and yeah. uh, the president of uh, USA, yeah. uh, uh, Joe Biden. You saw Joe Biden, yeah. The first prime minister in India, uh -huh. the president uh, of France. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, the prime minister of Canada. Oh, yeah. All president of many presidents of Africa. Yeah. We and see, we see one them. very quick question for Africans. It's great to see you here. Mm. It's the most important thing to have Africans here, isn't it? Because of where Africa is in climate change. So much fossil fuel, Nigeria, places like that. And because, you know, Africa is not a big industry. Yes. But we are in the world and the climate change consequence, comment Yes, it's too much in Africa. Voilà. La, yes, yes, it, it, the effects it But very much. we must come here to tell for the USA, uh, French, uh, India, UK, all China, have, yeah. China, to say, but we are in Africa, but we don't have so money yeah. to, to resist for climate change. Yeah. You must help yeah. uh, the vulnerable country. Yes, absolutely. Voilà. Well. It's, it's, I hope that things are positive. Voilà. What's your name? William Tuki. William, thank you for talking to us. Thank you. Au revoir. My name is Jenny Durkin. I'm mayor of Seattle. Mayor Durkin, thank you very much for spending some time with us here at Energy Live News and Future Net Zero. You gave a talk just there where you talked about, you said very nicely, some of the small companies that work for us, some slightly large names in Seattle, are in this transition. As the mayor of a city that's got tech giants that many people think are contributing to the misinformation around this stuff. What do you think? Because I think businesses actually have a critical role to play and are playing it. Are you seeing a change in business? I think there's been such a huge shift, even in the last five years, on how businesses approach climate. And that you're seeing now that I think it's for not just the right reasons, that people see that there's an existential threat to our, to our planet, but they're doing it because it's a smart thing. Uh, you know, I've said before that good climate policy is good economic policy. And in fact, if you want long-term economic policy, it has to be good for the climate. And so I think that businesses are recognizing that. They're doing it for a variety of reasons. But long-term, they know both they will attract the better employees, they'll, their customers will demand it. And we're seeing more of the new generation coming up, which is the largest customer base coming up, is demanding action. And I think those synergies together are, are what is going to make the difference if, to tip this over to really be serious about the fight for the climate.
like London, like any major city, you've got great areas, you've got poorer areas. The big problem with this is this net zero transition is we leave people behind. What are you going to do to ensure that doesn't happen? Because when you're poor, paying for a heat pump isn't going to work. Getting an electric vehicle isn't going to work if you've got nowhere to charge it. We're having those challenges in London. What do you see? You absolutely have to be super intentional. We saw in the pandemic that the same thing happened. There was communities of color, those who had already been disadvantaged, who were left behind. They didn't get the vaccines. They didn't get the testing. And so what we have to do is really recognize that we we, we live or die together, as a, as a, and so we have an obligation to correct the environmental injustices of the past and ensure we don't harden them with new technologies. You know, charging is very expensive. Yeah. Electric cars are very expensive. Yeah. So how do you make sure you have good alternatives, whether it's mass transit or subsidies? We put in place a tax on um, home heating oil, um, and then we used all of that money. We're going to use that money to actually do conversions in the homes themselves for people who couldn't afford it. So it's really tying the problem and the solutions together. But if we're not intentional every step of the way, we're only hardening inequity. So we have to, you know, and it's not just in, you know, cities where we see, you know, the life expectancy of a child born in one part of our city is shorter than life expectancy of some just miles away. Um, and that also is one of the places where it's the highest env environmental burdens. There's been PCBs in the river. There's been underfunding of green spaces. And so as we move forward, we have to correct the past and make sure we take those actions in our communities, but also particularly Global North and Global South. Why have you come here all the way from Seattle? It's a long way to come. It is a long way to come. I'm the vice chair of the C40 mayors, and we're a group of mayors that are formed globally to fight climate. We saw national governments were not getting it done and that we needed to sustain activities. And so we thought the synergistic effect of cities was important. Yeah. Most of the world's population lives in cities. We, we, we relate to cities, don't we? That's where we say we're from. That's where we say we're from. Yeah. And if you look at, you can't solve this without cities and you will only solve it if cities are acting together. And so I think I came here because we're also having a C40 mayors, but also I think it's important. Ships of state yeah. are slow and lumbering. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they, you know, and cities can be more agile, more yeah. flexible, more adaptive. Yeah. And that's why we have to do this. My final question, I mean, look, you're a politician and politicians, whatever people say, you you create the pathways for change. And then business has to step in and we as consumers, people have to change. Do you think, do you feel something different about this COP? Do you feel actually, instead of just, I don't want to use the blah, 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 but yeah. the talking will stop and action will happen. I think so, because I think you saw businesses, not just who attended, the CEOs and the like, but leading up to it themselves wanting to announce changes and differences. And then having, you know, what is their long-term forecast? Because businesses don't like to plan quarter to quarter. Yeah. Um, and we saw it in our climate pledge arena. You know, we have the first net zero arena, just cut the ribbon on it two weeks ago. Amazon was one of the big funders of it. It's all privately funded, not, not a dollar of taxpayer dollars, but it shows you can do it at scale. And so when they see that they can make that investment and there's the return, and then they learn how to scale, I think you'll see these changes come about. Mayor Durkin, thanks for joining us on Future Net Zero. All right. Thanks so much for having me. Mayor Durkin there ending today's little snapshot from COP. Uh, we've had a great day, actually. I think we've spoken to some uh, incredible people, including an astronaut, uh, and we're meeting, hopefully, an indigenous tribe from uh, the Brazilian rainforest tomorrow, which we might be able to get you on the podcast. So plenty to come. Keep tuning in. Keep following us using the hashtag for NetHero. It's all about COP right now on futurenetzero.com, but don't forget, we've also got uh, the news that's going on around businesses, so don't miss that out. Thanks for listening, and keep subscribing. 
You've been listening to the Net Hero Podcast with Summit Bose from Future Net Zero. Visit our platform for all things Net Zero. And if you or your business is doing great things on the path to Net Zero and want to be featured on the podcast, email nethero at futurenetzero.com. Follow us on social media. futurenetzero.com. Better business, better planet.